podcast where we see what we can learn, who we can get to know, and if we can understand each other and our neighborhood a little bit more. Welcome to September. My name is Ben. I'm recording in the Preston Bradley Center on Lawrence Avenue in uptown Chicago. And I am in a room that Preston Bradley had done some of his broadcasting in. He was a preacher here in this building that housed his church, People's Church, still around today. But these are inspirational messages that I'm bringing you. And this is from a box discovered at the Preston Bradley Center. So it's owned by People's Church. And that's what I'll be using going forward. I actually want to revisit this episode in the future and have other people help me understand. Um, I think it's continuing to evolve, but I think another perspective um, would be good. And so if you want to reach out and um, feel that you have another perspective, um, the email is uptowncommunitypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we can work on recording something in the future. But for now, let's see what I can understand in my four parts of understanding in Preston Bradley's inspirational message. A standardization and centralization, it seems to me, are partly to blame for that disregard of the supreme values in the heart and soul of the individual. And that's very prevalent today. It's easier to go along with the crowd than it is to stand alone, much easier. And most people prefer the popular thing, the accepted thing, Uh, They shy away from the resistance which is necessary to retain one's own individual respect. The first level of understanding is observation. So what's tricky about this inspirational message or this recording is that he's talking about ideas. The last idea was ideas like self-respect and um, how to maintain your individuality. Um, But again, we're not really going about talking about that. So, um, but he's talking about going along with the crowd. So we can imagine a picture of a crowd, an image of lots of people going along on kind of seen those images before of um, a big herd of gray people going in one direction and then one individual in a different color going in the other direction. So we can imagine that image. I'm being a little bit more deliberate in how I construct this episode and how I can remain dedicated to 
a methodical understanding and not necessarily just launch right away in identifying ideas um, and instead spending a little bit more time just on observation. So there's a second part that um, continues on that idea of observation and then and then kind of ends in ideas and we'll pick up on the, the second level from there. It is true that many people have made material things cheaper, but the cost in spiritual ways has been high. He who objects to wearing the same clothing as everyone else, who does not wish his automobile to be a replica of half those on his street, or who has his own fashion in combing or cutting his hair, well, he's pretty much out of place in the world today unless he conforms. The most independent is tempted to go with the crowd. I think because the pressure of conformity becomes great. So the second level of reflecting, we can start to talk about those ideas. I am kind of confused, and what I'd like other people's perspective about is that idea of many people have made material items cheaper. I think it connects mostly to that first idea of standardization and centralization um, of items. I don't know if it's necessarily values because that makes it seem like there's those the political centrists or uh, some other ideology. But um, standardization and centralization of those material things, like I am wearing some blue jeans today, and they've been produced with millions of other blue jeans, and they look not much different than other any other blue jeans. Um, and I'll see lots and lots when I go home. But I think um, that's not necessarily the idea of being cheaper. I think I. Th just seems like that idea is, is kind of hanging out there um, in the middle of nowhere. Or I don't know if that word cheaper is supposed to be inexpensive. Um, and that's how the context makes it sound. But it also seems that cheaper could be referring to when everything looks the same and the, its value is not necessarily its money, but uh, the value of being unique and um, standing out, there is, um, things are, are cheaper when, when everything is supposed to be conforming to each other. Now science too has done its part to make man as man seem less as sponsor of a mechanistic philosophy, it has taken the emphasis away from humanity to the great impersonal universe, which is envisages. Uh, we talk about space as man has never even conceived space before. The moon is becoming our neighbor. We're thinking in terms of proximity. 
And all this has got a tendency, in a way, to depersonalize man and the great impersonal universe which science envisages. Let's see. We uh, observed or imagined what we could observe with um, maybe like a, a picture with all the gray clad suit people going in one direction and then the other person one individual going in the other direction that has a unique appearance and seems like there's a valued perspective of that person that is is standing out. And then we started to reflect on some of those ideas that Preston Bradley was bringing up, that this was a way that we could maintain self-respect. And the third level that uh, tries to identify ideas and connect them to observations what we're trying to observe about someone being unique and independent. I think that's um, we'll take that individual and imagine that as all of humanity. I, so Preston Bradley says man a lot when I think he's really talking about humanity and that humanity, that one individual that is unique and independent, the value of humanity it might um, not be fully realized in science. I'm trying not to be offended as it seems like he's dissing science here and um, would like to have somebody else with another perspective um, give me a, a, a different direction to go in. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where he's ending up. Now, fortunately, such scientists as Jeans and Eddington and Milligan and others that I can mention are now refuting this cruel and inhuman conception so that someday we may see the damage which this mechanistic point of view has done, and which most of us accept without very much protest. A few years ago, an English uh, philosopher said to a group of scientists in London, and more and more philosophy is beginning to assert itself, both in science, in religion, in politics, everywhere. People are beginning to delve into the philosophic background of these matters, and that means they're beginning to think more. You don't have to worry about anyone who really thinks. Most people only think they think. There's very little real thinking being done in the world anywhere. Uh, most thoughts are just copycat thoughts. And there's very little individual thinking being done. Preston Bradley is clearly a very thoughtful person. Um, and I think some of these recordings have lots of value. And, um, but the problem is that there's not 
very good dating um, with these recordings. I don't know when this is from. So the only idea that I can gleam from um, the mechanistic philosophy that he is attributing to science is that it was a snapshot in time. And I don't think that, given what we know about science today, that we're really going to see the error of our ways anytime soon. We, we've, we rely on science to build on itself. And at no time can we really re just rely on a snapshot of science to explain everything. It, it builds on and keeps on building. And um, so that idea, I, I think, is, is just uh, an additional connection with that I can make with, with science and how I can view this recording in history. He, he ends that last bit of the, um, the, I, the third level. I'm still keeping it on the third, third level of understanding. That, so he was, he was connecting thinking um, with copycat thinkers, um, those grad, gray-clad suit people all going in the same direction and thinking the same thoughts. And there's value of that individual, that independent person being a critical thinker and not going along with the flow. But this uh, English philosopher, addressing a group of scientists in London, he stood up and he said, from the standpoint of astronomy, man is negligible. Well, did you ever hear such a foolish and absurd statement as that? And it was so absurd that an idealistic scientist arose in that it was a great meeting of internationally known men and he said this profound thing. Gentlemen, what the distinguished philosopher has just said is most interesting. Yes, from the standpoint of astronomy, man is negligible. But remember, gentlemen, that man is the astronomer. There would be no astronomy without the astronomer. There would be no chemistry without the chemist. Man is the very heart and soul that gives reason and intelligence and significance to the whole idea. You can't just conceive of a universe without man being in the picture. It's man's brain. It's man's heart. It's man that is first highly sensitive to the cosmos the cosmos would go on its way through infinite space without any trouble at all. But no concept of it would be in existence if you didn't have the mind of a man somewhere. It's man that is the center of the universe. Man is the significance of the universe. And for man has the universe been designed. Keep looking up. I need to keep reminding myself that 
when he says man, that it's uh, humanity that he's really talking about. So when this individual independent thinker is put up against science and science um, is proving a lot of different things and some people are, are fighting science and those individual people are representing themselves. But I think the independent thinker, the person that can go along or the person that can think for themselves is actually the person that can think of humanity as a whole. Um, so when he's saying that man is pretty much the center of the universe, it, it's humanity. And I don't know if humanity even is the center of the universe, but humanity is definitely our realities. Our realities are considering science along with humanity. The Uptown Community Podcast is supported with a grant from the Unitarian Universalist Funding Program. If you would like to be a friend of the show, Support People's Church at peopleschurchchicago.org and click the Give page. Thank you to everybody that has subscribed. If you haven't or know other people that you can help subscribe, you can do that. And that is available on most podcasting platforms. I know all the popular ones, you can do that. And I think um, we'll be on YouTube soon. So you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and um, help other people do that. I appreciate everything and thank you so much. Bye. As a project of People's Church, the Uptown Community Podcast celebrates creativity, love, and humanity. And science.